if you want to give us $8,500 specifically for Brandon O'Brien's Polar Bear Plunge charity, uh, he will do it. <laughs> Welcome to the Skiffy and Fanny Show, live at Capricorn in a hotel room that is oddly shaped. It's not Euclidean, but we are we are ready to talk to you. Is that is that your tagline? Yeah. Sweet, you get nine points. Hopefully the geometry Always. will not drive us mad, or <laughs> any madder than we are already. I'm Trish. <laughs> I'm Sean. I'm Paul. I'm Brandon. And we're gonna hear, we're just gonna talk about crap Capricorn, because that's where we're at. There are four of us who have somehow magically ended up in the same place. Mm -hmm. It was not even planned, listeners. <laughs> well, no, I mean, half planned. One, we, one quarter of it was planned. <laughs> <laughs> a quarter of it took a lot of planning. Yes. Yeah, one quarter definitely was already going to be here to begin with, and then another quarter got to be here yes. reasonably the, late. The and then quarter the... <laughs> that planned to be here planned for another quarter to be here with his own hard work, for which I'm very grateful. I didn't really work that hard. Don't give me that much. I'll take like 13% credit. What is it with these odd numbers all the time? Nine I'm sorry. 13.86. Well, there you go. There you go. <laughs> is that better? It's an even number now. You can divide it by two. Keep going, Sean. <laughs> um, I believe that's a hole in That's a shovel you're holding. You should give rid of the shuttle. Bubble. No, I like shovels and holes. Anyway, so we're going to react a little bit to the experience at Capricorn. Mm -hmm. uh, I was part of the programming team, so some of what's on the program is my fault, mm -hmm. and some of it is not my fault, and if you didn't like something, it definitely wasn't my fault. Uh, and then uh, Brandon has previously been guest of honor here. Mm -hmm. I was guest uh, of honor at what would have been Capricorn 41, if I'm not mistaken. Yep, and you did... Did you moderate the Guest of Honor panel? Uh, this year, yes. I yeah. Did. So because I'm not this year's Guest of Honor. I'm the yeah. only person on the panel who's not this year's Guest of Honor. It only stood to reason. Yeah. And we managed to raise money so you could attend, mm -hmm. which is a big deal because you've never actually been to yeah. Capricorn. You've been trying to get me to, to come to Capricorn for quite some time now. And every mm -hmm. time I want to be here physically, it has not materialized. Yeah. It turns out it's kind of complicated to get to Chicago from Trinidad. Yeah. Turns out it's hell. <laughs> Isn't your return trip going through, like, Panama or something? Yes, I'm going to be in Panama for six and a half hours oh when I go. Oh, my goodness. Oh, that's fun. You could have fun there. I didn't even know there was an international airport in Panama. Of course oh, there yeah. is. Literally any flight out of Panama would be international, Paul. How do you think that people country. get to Panama, Paul? <laughs> 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 I <laughs> You just think, like, every person goes to Panama on a boat. Through the Panama Canal. <laughs> through the canal. Because it just says they're going through, they just jump off. Yes, exactly. That's exactly what I thought. Uh -huh. I thought That's you great. were the geography expert here, Paul. <laughs> okay. So, a question that I have, yeah. um, because, again, this is the... Second time that I've been at Capricorn, and the first time that I've been at Capricorn physically, mm -hmm. um, how many times has everyone else here been to Capricorn physically? I'll start with Sean, because I'm sure the question is, exactly 43. 
No, it's definitely. I've definitely not. I'm not 43 years old, so it's impossible for me to. Oh, have I been thought here. you were immortal. Sorry. No, that's Paul. Paul's an immortal. Yeah, fair. Uh, he's 336,000 years old, according to last geological records. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I can't remember my first Capricorn. I, it was definitely in the 30s. Maybe 33, 34, maybe 35. I'm not sure. I, I was in Florida, so it's at least five years ago when I first started coming. And I think I came here two years in, in a row from Florida, and then five years since. What drew you here from Florida, since uh, you had no <laughs> idea at the time you were going to be moving up to the north, north uh, yeah. northwest? Yeah, because I didn't live here, and so you'd have to, it'd be a flight and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I attended um, NASVIC in, in Puerto Rico mm-hmm. when it was there, and Tammy Coxon, who is also programming here, was working programming there, and basically asked if I if I'd be interested in coming out to this, and I mean, I didn't say no because it it's a convention. They invited me to come to a convention. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go. So that's originally how it started, and mm-hmm. then and then Tammy has been slowly working to make me into a programming person, which I will say I wasn't that great this year, but yeah, I, I've got a lot of learning to do. About, about running programming, let me tell you. And it's not easy work, so be kind, people. It's a lot of work. But yeah, so that's how it all started for me. And I'm guessing, Trish and Paul, this is your first Capricorn. It, yes. Although you've tried to get me to come, I've never come before now. Which is weird, because it was virtual. At least one full-time and then hybrid for another. You could have attended those. I, 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 I could have attended. I failed. No, that's not a failure. Just, 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 just like my articulation regarding Panama and international <laughs> flights, I failed. Well, I mean, it's an easy mistake to make. What I meant is, I didn't know there was any transit transiting international flights through Panama. Not you didn't that know it was a hub. It was a hub. Thank you. That's the mm-hmm. word we're looking for. Right. I still have a geography fail though, so <laughs> I, I get negative three hundred four thousand nine hundred and two points. Well, since I'm the one that dispenses points, that's actually going to be a positive number. So congratulations, Paul. You get over three hundred thousand points added to your total, which you can use at the gift shop at the end of this this talk. We can we can spend our Sean points. Yeah, but it if we're like one objects? Yeah, so on one of those like little erasers you put on like a pencil is <laughs> two trillion points. Okay. This this feels yeah. like Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy <laughs> yeah. currency. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean that's all I can tell you. And if you want a teddy bear, I mean you basically have to collect enough points that even the richest person on the planet is jealous. So you're saying that saying the heat the earth of the universe will come, you still won't have enough points. I'm not saying that. I think you implied it. Anyway. I mean, again, we're getting six six figures worth of points uh, very easily. So, yeah, it, it, it's possible. Easy come, easy go. Exactly. <laughs> okay, so I want to start with uh, the two newbies, because y'all are hardcore noobs to this thing. Uh, you've been to many conventions. What did you think of Capricorn? I've, I've enjoyed the programming. I don't know many people here besides the two of you. Uh, I did. I did. Uh, I did see an author I know on Twitter, but didn't have a chance to talk to him. Okay. I know there's a couple of people who I, who could pick me out of a lineup, possibly, but I've not seen them at all. It feels weird to go to a Capricorn. Feels like a relatively smallish con. 
science fiction con. It's not the. It's it's not a gigantic world con, listeners. It's no. It's it's much more modest in its scale. I mean, it's not. It's but on the other hand, it's not Fourth Street Fantasy, which has one room and everybody. So it's yeah. it's more it's more like um, like a Diversicon or a Minnesotan Mars Con in size. I think it's a well, well maybe. Um, Maybe me. I, I'd have to actually look at numbers to see, but it kind of makes me think of as a more regular science fiction version of ReaderCon in terms of size. ReaderCon is much more literary focused. This is more generally science fiction focused. This is this a lot of me a lot of me filling up walls of words to actually get to the actual answers to the question. I've been, <laughs> I've enjoyed the panels I've been on. I did miss Thursday and most of Friday, sadly. So. My my experience has been a little truncated, but I've enjoyed the I've enjoyed the uh, I've gotten a sense of what Capricorn is and what their theme and ethos is the the, mm. the capricious goat and the capricious goat the capricious <laughs> the capricious goat and I'll uh, I'm going to I'm going to leave some more specifics to Trish because Trish and I have spent most of the con running around things together. So I'm going to hand yeah. it over to Trish. Go on, Trish. What what do you got for us? Um, well, for uh, what is a mainly smallish con compared to some of the ones I've been to lately, uh, Gen Con and World Con, um, uh, it's, it seems to have been well organized. Um, I'm pleased with the programming tracks. There have been several... Uh, quite a few time slots when there were several things that I was interested in and had to make choices. And, and it's good, you know, to, to feel like there's a lot going on here. Um, some really nice, uh, lively discussions between the panelists. Um, good moderation, it seemed like. Uh, the ones that encouraged audience participation have had a lot of audience participation, so that's felt very engaging and uh, uh, very pleasant. Uh, really, my only complaint is that a couple of the rooms have had very bad lighting. Um, yeah. And, you know, one, one of them had lights that kept flickering on and off, and they so they had to fight to try to get enough light for the artists to illuminate oh. their stuff. Um, and another room uh, had a really low, glittery chandelier that hurt my eyes, and I had to close my eyes to listen to the panel. Wow. But that's my only complaint, and that's obviously on the hotel, not on yeah. the con. That's still something that maybe after the con, letting the con know, because I, I think, I don't know if we're still in this space next year, but if it's hurting your eyes, like mm-hmm. imagine somebody who's got like a migraine disorder or, or something mm-hmm. of that, mm-hmm. that might be a thing where maybe that's a warning they need to put on next time. So maybe that's a thing to send a quick email. Not as a, like, I hated the con, but just being like, hey, I loved <laughs> yeah. it, but like these little things, maybe you could look into it for next time. Mm-hmm. So that's Especially really good because, stuff. Yeah. Uh, the Sheraton Grand Chicago River Walk where uh, Capricorn is presently being held, this is the first time that it's been in this hotel. Second. second. This is the second time. Yeah, and I don't know how long the contract is, uh, I have to ask, but obviously every every convention has a certain period contract they put with a hotel. Yes. Usually it's for several years unless it's like an emergency thing, like with the Omni for Discon, which I, I'm pretty sure, like, in that case, like, they were like, yeah, we'll let you be in here. Um, or like, we'll work, work on moves, but others usually do multi-year contracts, so... Mm-hmm. So yeah, so like if you don't like this space, we may be stuck here for a little bit. But 
those are things that maybe the hotel like can take a chandelier down or do something to it, like put mm-hmm. something around it to, you know, because yeah, nobody wants to like give someone a migraine at a convention. <laughs> so yeah, Brandon, what about you? What did you think? I like the hotel. I will comp- I, I have a, a, a similar minor complaint about some of the lighting in this space because I was at a panel where the lights just suddenly dimmed. Yes. Out of nowhere. And I was like, did somebody do that? Or did something happen to the lights? And I wasn't sure. Um, it wasn't even the horror and role-playing panel, which would have been thematic. <laughs> right? Um, but other than that, I think this hotel is actually very nice. Um, I'm very glad to actually be physically here because I actually really like, uh, Capricorn's programming for the most part is like very engaging for me. Um, I didn't watch as many panels as I was on, but that's because I was on a lot of panels, Mm -hmm. but, um, every, all of the panels that I've done so far were very, very stimulating. Um, I... I'm really jazzed by the theme, and I'm very impressed by uh, you and Tammy for finding so much... Uh, mostly Tammy. I'm, I'm sure mostly Tammy. Don't, 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 um, don't, don't, don't not to so sell you sure. short, but... Tammy, oh, no, no, no. Yeah, mostly Tammy, Tammy, Tammy this year. Like that. Yeah. Uh, but, like, that you constructed so many panels that are so tightly... Uh, linked to mm. the theme for this year's Capricorn, which but is the maybe, afterlife. Maybe, Eternity yeah, awaits. Yeah, I was just to say, yeah. like, maybe we should actually tell the theme because the listeners are going to have a clue. Yeah, um, yeah. so there's yeah. a whole track of items that are particular to the afterlife. Um, a lot of those items were suggested by mm. people working the con or other folks suggesting things, so it was more like a brainstorming effort on that part. Yeah. It was a, yeah. But was, I mean... Capricorn is very good at brainstorming because you have an entire section of the website dedicated to a very robust um, suggestions section for panels, yeah. which is very good, um, especially because it also just funnels back into organizing scheduling very easily. Um, but also, there is not a lot of... The, I would have assumed there wasn't a lot of things that you could say about the afterlife. And there was like, oh... That's actually very obvious. Why didn't I think of that as well? Um, so I'm very... Uh, I've, I was very engaged by a lot of the content that I've seen and been on. Um, you put me on the good pla- yeah, panel about the good place. So yeah. that was very good. Thank you for that. I wouldn't have even thought about... I, it didn't even occur to me, hey, I've seen the good place. That's a thing that should happen here. Um, You're welcome. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I've... I enjoyed the content when I was attending virtually uh, a couple of years ago. I enjoy the content now. I would like more medium-sized cons like this to be as considerate about its content as this is, because this was actually really cool. Yeah. Well, I am taking all this feedback because I'm totally biased. <laughs> you're, 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 you're totally biased. It is, it is weird, Tron, because I had to do some math, because Trish and I were talking about this. Uh-huh. Before this is like the first con since 2016 that I've not had any programming. I've not done any panels for. Well, there's this great thing, Paul, where maybe if you plan earlier that you're going to come, I can put you on things that are suitable for your brand of of super dork. Yes, well, we can talk about that next year. But it was it, it, it's just a different <laughs> odd experience for me not to have any. Yeah. Things like, oh, I gotta be at the, I gotta be, I have to be at my three p.m. panel for X. I mean, I'm not saying it's, 
I'm not saying... Oh, okay, I say I'm saying I'm kind of missing... I'm missing being on panels, but on the other hand, it's been a freeing in sort of the way that I've had my mm. schedule tie myself. But on the other hand, it's felt a little like, but but what about my programming this weekend? Oh, wait, I don't have any program this weekend. That's weird and strange. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, congratulations on having this feeling. You will be stuck with it for the rest of your life now. Wow. Wait, you say I'm not having on panels anymore? Not just no. the rest of wow. the year. <laughs> Wow. No, no, no. Paul will definitely be on panel. There'll be, like, uh-huh. some weird panel we can stick him on. We should do the uh, the guessing game. The book guessing game at some point. <laughs> Live at Capricorn. Oh, I think God, that'd be really fun. All. We could make it, like, like you and, like, one other person uh, trying to guess, and then if you can't, guys can't guess it, the audience gets to guess. Ooh. And then we can give... We'll see who wins. Audience versus... Yeah, we could do that. That'd be a really fun panel. I think there, it could there, be a little there, game there, show. There, there, there's some feedback for you can bring to Tammy. Yeah, I'm going to suggest it for next year. But would you do that from page one or from page 119? I always do it from page uh, one, uh, unless from page one it gives it away a little bit too too much. Um, but yeah, usually from page one to see yeah. if somebody can figure out from like the opening two to three sentences who the writer is and which book. Because Paul is weird, he can detect these things. Because mm-hmm. uh, Paul has read every book since the dawn of time. I mean, that is true, <laughs> yeah. So so for folks that don't know, Paul Paul has in fact been reading since the first written text was put down <laughs> on a stone tablet. So were you there when Moses got the little Ten Commandments? Did you help him read because he was illiterate? The little commandments. <laughs> the little commandments. No, I wasn't there for that. I wasn't there okay. for that, but... I did. I did give editorial suggestions to the Babylonian priestess, who is the first known author in history. Oh, Tabitha. Yeah, yeah, yeah there's the Babylonian yeah. priestess. I can't pronounce her name, but like three thousand yeah. BC, we found we found tablets by her, basically writing hymns, hymns to the gods, and other stuff yeah. about her father. It's, so she's the oldest known author is a woman. Did you know that, listeners? Fun fact! The oldest known author we know yeah. in history is a woman. Yeah, her name's Tabitha. She works in the Starbucks in the hotel. Oh, my Another God. immortal. Yeah. There Wait are a few of you. Yeah. I'm going to have to go to Starbucks now. Yeah, there you go. Re- reunited. Uh, anyways, yeah, so uh, I've been to this con a lot. I will say that uh, we are a little smaller than we would, uh, would normally be, but like this is in large part because of COVID. Uh, and we're in a location before we used to be in Wheeling. So that location uh, has a kind of more of a history of being at that location. And certainly some people who are regular Capricorn goers prefer that location. I Down, know, Wheeling, West Virginia. I there, assume that's not what you're talking no, about. No, no, Wheeling, Wheeling just outside, uh, like out in suburbs. Ah. Um, yeah, so I mean, and that location's fine. The biggest problem with that location is it's not really near anything. So if you want to go eat somewhere not on site... You're either going to walk a bit or you're going to have to drive somewhere. Whereas here, you can do a little bit of walking, but it doesn't take that long to get to like 10 different restaurants. Okay. It's just the downside of being down here is it's so damn expensive because it's Chicago. Hey, it's it's yeah. also February in Chicago and no, our two more bad. warm weather friends have not been entirely enthused with the idea that 40 degrees in Chicago is a warm day. Well, I mean, Brandon's gonna be fine when we do uh, when we do a convention in Bemidji in February, right? 
I I I I, 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 I think believe that you. You you want to come? I probably still want to come, but I won't enjoy <laughs> it. Got it. Hey, you... We'll take you cross country skiing. No, no, you won't. <laughs> I my camera is ready. <laughs> The cold is not fun. I I don't get... I saw someone in the hotel in shorts yesterday. I don't get it. Y'all are weird. I should wear shorts. You, you have to understand, in the far north, when it gets above freezing, people people go nuts for joy because, you know, it's above freezing. Yeah. That's, that's why you saw the shorts. Yeah. I, I mean, there are Minnesotans, not me. I don't have an outdoor grill who will grill once the temperature cracks freezing. Mm. Oh. See what fun you could have, Brandon? No, no. It's not. <laughs> I'm beginning to think y'all are being like held hostage by the snow. That this oh, is no. Just your I love bra- the cold. <laughs> I went out in, in like a polo like this and just pants the other day and went for a walk mm-hmm. to the store. Yeah. No. Yeah, it was fine. No, Sean had to buy me a a, a sweatshirt. I know listeners. because Without so it, who didn't bring I would one? Have died. Yeah, who didn't bring one? I didn't expect it to be so cold. I thought we <laughs> you note to listeners: Chicago in winter, cold. Yeah, but Maybe also not as cold as Minnesota, <laughs> but no, so cold. Yet. enough. I will, I will acknowledge it was an error on my part. I thought we were on the edge of winter. That I would, I would have just yeah, dodged it. <laughs> the edge of winter. Oh, oh, you sweet summer child. This is this is new to me. I'm sorry. So um, but what we have learned is when when it comes to traveling north. Treated as though you're in fact traveling uh, uh, north. <laughs> uh, 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 on the other hand, on the other hand, I'm going to take I'm going to take off I'm going to take Brandon's shame off and direct it to me. Sean, tell the listeners about my dressing choices in Vietnam. Oh yeah, you you wore what you always wear, which is like uh, button pants, button down shirts, long, pants. long sleeves sometimes <laughs> in Vietnam. In Vietnam, <laughs> and uh, I would ro- not recommend this. Uh, by any stretch of the imagination, because uh, it's warm, and your nether bits get warm. My my my, my, ne- my nether bits only had one function in Vietnam. Yes, yeah, sweating and peeing. <laughs> Dear God, why are we talking so much about your nether bits? So you weird. brought them up. I didn't run. I'm, 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 I'm just transitioning very quickly. Wow, let's um. Talk yes. more about programming. <laughs> yeah. Programming. So there was a panel called Paul's Nether Bits. No. That was no, on. there was Sean. not. No. Paul Nether Bits. <laughs> Paul's Facts. Um, uh, anyway, so what was a good... What was what was your favorite item me? on programming? Yeah, we'll go with you. Um, I mean, this is actually kind of easy for me. Um, so, Sean, you know that... Um, ever since my first convention, um, Worldcon 75 in Helsinki, I've been doing this thing where, if people will let me, I will host an open mic, because that's kind of fun. Brandon O'Brien's Magical Open Mic Night. Mm -hmm. You're welcome for the title. Thank you very much. Wait, wait, Um, wait, wait a minute, stop for a second. That was your first ever convention convention? Yeah, my first... Because when we met, I thought it was just like your first Worldcon, I didn't realize it was your first convention convention. Yeah, I didn't know that these things existed until I just saw someone... your first Worldcon when we yeah. met. Wow! So that okay. was very cool. And it was a wonderful experience. I was like, I want to keep doing this. It's yeah. fun to see people share 
uh, a story that they like or a story that they're working on for the very first time. Um, So I've been doing that for a while. And when I was invited to be guest of honor virtually for Capricorn 41, I was like, yeah, this is also a wonderful opportunity to do the thing, albeit virtually. Um, And that also went well. So yep. when I when you asked me if I wanted to come this year, I was like, should I do the thing? And it didn't cross my mind at all. I totally forgot to do programming stuff until Sean checked with me, like, the weeks before we were about to fly. Um, and then Tammy was like, do you want to do a special open mic for the thing? And I was like, yeah, okay, what do we mean by that? And what Tammy meant was the Ghost Story Circle open mic, um, which I was particularly nervous about because I'm not like a campfire ghost stories person because I live in the tropics where I don't need to light campfires ah. in order to be warm. Um, <laughs> but like, yeah, that's not that's not a cultural thing in Trinidad. Ah. Well, at least not in the exact same sure. cultural framework. So I didn't know how it was going to work, but I was eager to make a thing happen because I still wanted to just hear people read. And it went just as well as every other open mic. It, yeah. went, it was a lovely experience. People, like, a couple of people read stories that they've heard someone else read um, or their favorite uh, horror short story from a book that they've read. A couple of people told stories that they insisted were true, <laughs> which troubles me. Some of them in Chicago. I am worried for some of these people. One of those stories in particular was like, like, uh, a, a young cosplayer told a story about like, uh, 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 sharing an apartment with a roommate, and the apartment was potentially haunted, and like everything that they were saying was like, "You almost died." Why is there more to the story after you almost died? <laughs> you should have left a long time ago. But yeah, that, that was actually a lot of fun for me. I like yeah. doing that. I'm very glad that I got to do a themed thing, essentially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And suffice it to say, if Capricorn ever wants me to do an open mic again, the answer is obviously yes. Great. So we just have to figure out how to get you every single time. Every single time, gotcha. yes. I mean, even I stumbled through a story listeners. <laughs> That's true. You did tell a story. Well, I didn't even realize you were in the room. Weren't you sitting wow. right to the right? Of I'm joking. Was sitting I'm next joking. to you. I'm joking. Wow. I'm, jo- I'm joking. You gave me grief. You you gave you gave me grief because I can get your mic your your computer to work with the with the with the. Um, all right, yes. Sean had a digital campfire well, on his laptop that, that we we're gonna put on a projector screen, and nobody knew where it was on the computer. No, it's not that. That they they didn't have the connector. There was supposed to be someone from tech there to oh, provide nope. a connector. No and one nobody was from there. tech. Sh- I guess either oh. they weren't there or there was miscommunication, oh. and they were there and they didn't know who they're supposed. To- I don't know. Whatever. It doesn't matter. I mean, it was just like a it kind of well shtick. Regardless. It would have been yeah. a nice flourish, but it yeah. wasn't necessary. Yeah, I mean, the thing the thing wouldn't have been... It's not a make-or-break thing. I mean, we could have yeah. put like, carry this laptop around and like lit a it on fire, baby. but that would be ill-advised. Also that illegal. That would have been against codes. Yeah, we probably would get in trouble. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I would might... not recommend that, Brandon, as a person not from this country. <laughs> I, I mean, I guess everyone could have called up a campfire on YouTube. On the <laughs> put it on their phone. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been fun. Oh, Trish, what about you? What's a, what's a favorite panel... 
that I you've seen so far. My favorite was uh, Flashfic meets Scribble Art. Um, okay. And that was a very entertaining uh, panel with three uh, writers and three artists. Okay. And they asked the audience for a variety of prompts, and the uh, writers and artists were supposed to uh, uh, incorporate at least four of six prompts into their uh, stories and or uh, art. And um, <clears throat> so so they uh, uh, did, did two rounds of uh, prompts and creations, and... Uh, read them and and showed the art and kind of uh, tried to figure out which art, you know, without people seeing each other's stuff as they worked, which art randomly matched best with uh, with the the, uh, the stories. Um, oh, and also while while everyone was writing and drawing the audience, if they wished, could also create their own art or flash fic. And some of that got shown. Um, uh, after the prose, and some of them did readings. And, like Trish. Uh, right. I, I read one of my two poems, the flash poems that I that I wrote, and uh, I'll, I'll read one of them here now if you want. Yes. Go for it. Okay. Ooh. Trish is going to acquire a poem from the Tome of Trishness. <laughs> I, also, I also wrote a flash fic. You wrote a flash fic? Yeah. Is it about I, I, your... I, I wrote two, but the second one's better than the first. Okay. Is it about your time in Ethiopia? No, it was based <laughs> on the prompts that uh, okay. we did. So these were the prompts. This one was based on the prompts. Big Dumb Object, uh, Current Time, Kelpie, Longing, Standoff, and Tesla. So. Okay. Tesla, the champion of AC... Broadcasts energy over the sea. A big dumb object appears in the sky, apparently drawn by this EM pulse cry. Humanity sends a mission to space to open dialogue with this new race. But the BDO remains silent and still, looming above, and none knows its will. Is it waiting for some part two handoff? How can humanity solve this standoff? A connection with others may be futile longing, but we'll keep sink- seeking a way of belonging. Yay! That's very fun, Trish. Thank you. Cool. So, so you got to write poems. Yeah, I wrote two poems. I actually read the other one uh, at the at the um thing, but not this one. So this okay. is my first uh, first reading of it. First, first reading. Oh, it's very fun. It reminded me of a story that I read for the sci-fi class, the title of which I can't remember, where aliens come to Earth, and it's about families that are obsessed with the aliens, uh, but cl- well, c- claiming they're not obsessed, even though they have a whole bookshelf that's just for how to understand the aliens. <laughs> uh, it's about a guy who runs a used car, uh, or a, a car um, garage in the UK, trying to basically get this alien to keep coming back, and he's not fixing his car. Uh, but... <laughs> Because he doesn't understand... The aliens don't understand, like, they're not into the human nonsense. They're mm-hmm. just, like, very direct. It's a really interesting story about, like, obsession with the other. Hmm. Yeah. I'll have to find it. It's in the big book by the Vandermeers, so... Mm-hmm. Well worth the read, I think. I just can't remember the title at the moment. So, but anyway, that's what you reminded me of. Mm-hmm. The aliens, so... Cool! All right, so we got 
Trish and Brandon. Paul, what about you? Favorite I, 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 I did really like that like that part as like I said, like I said before, I actually wrote Flash Fic and read the Flash one of the Flash Fics. The other thing I really liked was last evening's artist showdown. Oh. Where, where, they, where, where, where they basically had like these brackets of artists from the con basically drawing two prompts on this giant piece of uh, of uh, of paper and basically have the audience decide who, who who would win each round basically going to the going to the finale where the artist guests are went up against the winner. Um, they got it got more and more possessively progressively crazy with the prompts and with with the art sets as things went on. I really really enjoyed the bringing bringing the art to life at such short and and uh, well drawn notice. It's like it was it was Trish was there with me. What's that? Sorry. Mm. <clears throat> Most of the prompts had something to do with the con's theme of the afterlife. Um, uh, for instance, psychopomp and circumstance. Fifth, horse, fifth horseman of the apocalypse and all this other fun stuff. Mm. So yeah, so it 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 it, 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 it was it was a and, and yes, the capricious goat made an appearance on on on, on the artist showdown. So <laughs> so I really, oh, nice. So I really appreciated that mm-hmm. the theme and the artist just was like. Draw, drawing, drawing to large and quick uh, command. It was really, really entertaining. It gave me a good sense of what this con is all about. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> like, <laughs> what did I do? So you were talking about this great thing, and I look over at Brandon, and it like... <laughs> I was resisting the urge to cough because I didn't want to cough. Oh, the okay. Audience. It looked uh-huh. like you reminded me of my grandpa. Like who would, who would just like he'd be asleep, but he wasn't really asleep. And so, like he put tennis on, and if you tried to change the channel, he'd like pop awake. He'd be like, hey, "I was watching that," even though it's clear he wasn't watching it. Mm-hmm. And so you were just like the way your face was, and you were just like, like with for the listeners at home, gently rubbing your beard, and I was like. Is he is he asleep? <laughs> I am not. He is not asleep. So. Okay. What so, about you? Uh, what about you? Well, uh, the open mic was really cool. Uh, there was also a really interesting good place panel, but I had to like close my ears a few times because I am behind on that show, <laughs> uh, and I didn't want to be spoiled. Wow. Um, I am two and a half episode, uh, two and a half seasons in, so I have. Oh yeah, so you have yeah. a season. I have to go. Yeah, yeah. I got I got time here, so. Yeah, so I didn't want to be, mm-hmm. you know, I'm ruined. Uh, but I thought that panel was very good. Uh, I was also on um, a panel on editing, which I thought was really great because it was it was actually kind of great about imparting tips and stuff to other people um, on how to approach editing their own fiction or finding editors or dealing with ed- relationships with editors um, with, with two other lovely folks. Uh, and I thought that was just, I like those kind of panels because... It actually becomes much more interactive with the audience, and you're actually imparting something to them that's mm-hmm. useful. So, we, why are you taking pictures of us, Paul? Because it was fun. Are you sure? <laughs> yes. Just making lots of clackety-clack noises. It's Wow. Make, make your editing harder. That, I'm going to make it super extra loud, just so people have to lear the clickety-clack. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm going to take a recording I mean, of Paul going, I, I, oh, besides and then, the, I forgot to yeah. show in the flash of the pictures. That's fine. Anyway. It's all right. It's all good. Uh, yeah, so I thought that was a really great panel. Uh, but those are kind of, tend to be some of my favorites anyway, because it's I like the interaction more with the audience than mm. just us at, at the top talking. 
Mm-hmm. I think that's a lot more interesting. Cool. So, yeah. So, you were in programming. You were in programming second for the con. Yeah. Um, you want to talk about the experience of preparing programming for a convention? Uh, it's hard. Uh, and while I didn't do nearly as much this year as I did the previous year, and that's kind of on me of just being a bit overwhelmed. You've uh, had some other priorities. Yeah, hey, you had some mm-hmm. other priorities. Yeah, I mean, some I got married, and I also ran a track at ShyCon. Like, yeah, I, 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 I'm tired and old. Yeah. Uh, look, I will say that mostly it's wonderful. Capricorn in general is pretty easy for programming in terms of, like, once you get the people interested, the only issue is, like, dealing with people's schedules. Um, or when people who you know are, are p- p- potentially good for stuff but who give you literally nothing to work with, and then you have to, like, spend an hour Googling them trying to figure it out, which I would just give you a word of advice. If there's a little box that says, please tell us why you'd be a good fit, I know that some people don't like to give that information, but, oh, my God, it makes it very easy for me to go, this person would be a great fit. Um, so, yeah, so overall, though, like, it's, I, I mean... I find the scheduling part to be mentally the most terrifying thing on earth uh, because it's just like lots of pieces and it's just hard to conceive of that many pieces. And when you get to bigger and bigger cons, that's just even more terrifying. I have no idea how the people at Shycon manage that. Like that program's massive. Um, but yeah, so I, overall I like it. Uh, I'm going to keep trying to work in con spaces by, by doing this kind of thing. I don't think I'm going to go outside of programming because I th- I think anything else involves too much people, and I and I don't like I don't know if I can handle it, mm. but yeah I'm going to stick to this thing yeah, it's good look if you want to improve a you know want to make programming better, f- frankly more people should try volunteering to help with programming, even if all you're going to volunteer is like brainstorming panel ideas every single. Mm. Convention I have worked for, I've worked for a World Fantasy, I've worked for a World Con. Uh, I, I kind of was in the DizCon, but I didn't really do a lot there. I kind of was watching, lurking. Um, but they were very similar to ShyCon, and then Capricorn is very similar, which is like there's a brainstorming phase at the beginning. And if you're willing to kind of join the brainstorming team, like you can come up with panel ideas. Uh, and if there's one that you really want to push, you think it's going to be valuable, you should, uh, you know, make a case for it. So, so 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 when is the theme of Capricorn set? That should well, it's, pro- it's probably already set. I don't mm-hmm. know it. Okay. Uh, but uh, that will be announced at the uh, or it it should be announced. It's normally announced at the uh, closing ceremonies, which oh. I will unfortunately mm-hmm. miss. Um, but yeah, so that's where you'll know. Uh, last year, that's how we found out about the afterlife. Was it was it was announced by whoever was in charge of the con, um, for that that year. So. In theory, that's when they were going to announce it. So I'm sure Tammy knows. Uh, I just haven't been privy to those conversations, partly because I, I like surprises. Uh, but yeah, so you'll find out soon. Okay. Uh, I will note that by the time this episode goes out, that information will already be public because <laughs> it'll be on the <laughs> website. But, but But you all don't know at this present moment in the past that will be... Weird because Wibbly, we're wobbly, yeah. timey, whiny. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so we'll know. Uh, it could be very interesting, or it could be the worst uh, theme imaginable. Has Probably it ever been before. No. Exactly. no, I mean, there's certainly some themes that I guess people 
don't really like very much um, or like didn't didn't like pop, you know. I think the afterlife has gone pretty well, mm-hmm. uh, but I think mostly because it's got us to think like a, about death and what death means on a lot of different levels. Like I was on a video game panel, death and video games, and that was really I was moderating it, but it was really interesting to get all these people to talk about like how death in video games has changed and what that does to our relationship in the real Ooh. world to death. So I thought that was really interesting. Did they bring up Hades or Vampire yeah. Survivors? Vampire Survivors was mentioned, but Hades we talked about in more yeah. detail. Yeah, Vampire Survivors is a great game. Everybody should play it immediately. It's great. I will take you at your word. I've played it on my stream. You should uh, watch my stream at 7 o'clock Tuesdays and Thursdays Central Time. <laughs> nice plug there, Sean. Alphabet Streams. Yeah, I play that sometimes. Yeah. Nice. It's a great game. Yeah, so I don't know. Like, well, it'll be interesting to see what next year brings. Mm-hmm. Um, conventions are in a pickle at the moment because things have not really settled with the COVID thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, in part because COVID has not actually settled, and in part because culturally there's a shift going on, and I don't think people quite know where the shift's taking us yet. <laughs> Yes, so. yes, yes, can I talk about a thing that's not Capricorn related, but related to that? Please do. I, well, Brandon so, chokes to death. Whoa, whoa I, please don't I, die. I, 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 <laughs> I'm not dying. Oh, my God. As, as, of the, as of this recording, maybe things will change, listeners. I'm hopeful they will because right now they're, right now they're fracked. Last year at Gen Con, there was a strict masking and vaccination policy. You had, to, you had to be vaccinated and you had to mask at Gen Con. Same here. Same here. Same here at Capricorn. But you mentioned this because Because, now I think it's changed at Gen Con. Right. So Gen Con this year, listeners, which I've raised my hand to be on the the Writer's Symposium again. I was on the Writer's Symposium last year, very kindly invited. They've said, um, no, we're not going to enforce masking or vaccination. Um, YOLO. Um... Uh, individual panels and stuff can suggest and ask people to, but you can't force anybody to not vaccinate o- or mask. Not only can you not force anyone to mask at an event, but they literally specified that if someone is being disruptive, you can ask Gen Con enforcers to have them removed from convention space. That is to imply that if you do insist that someone should wear their mask in an enclosed play area where only four people and a bag of dice are in this room. You can call and get that person removed. Yeah, for insisting yeah, that everyone go fuck should. itself. And it's it's no. Yeah. I don't look. I get that we're in this point where like. I mean, to some degree, like, our society's given up on, on fighting this, Real, really. I get it. And everybody's but, tired, but... But... But, it, if it's bad enough that you're not going to have any kind of masking or any of that stuff, or even vaccination requirement, which, like, that's extra bullshit. That, that should be, like, the, the very least, is vaccine requirement. But if you're going to make it to where people are not allowed to express their opinion about the fact that other people are not masking, now punishable offense... You, you've just announced to the whole whole world, like, you don't give a shit that uh, over a million Americans died from this thing. Yeah. You don't care. And, and like, they're still dying. And are still dying they're by still the dying. tens of thousands. And there's now worry... I, will, I don't mean to scare people who are going to hear this. I don't know what the news will be by the time this comes out. But 
there's now a new co- uh, coronavirus strain that has scientists very worried because it's more deadly. And I don't know anything beyond that, but that was like what the headlines were saying. Again, it could turn out to be not really a big deal. Maybe the vaccines will handle it just as well as some of the others, whatever. But like we're we're in this weird spot where like people should be allowed to assert their position on masks. Like I get maybe not being a, an asshole. Like I understand that, but like if I tell you like hey, if you want to hang out in our group, you have the mask and someone says, "Well, I'm reporting you and you're getting you kicked out." And they actually kick people out, then go fuck themselves. They can burn in a fire. That con can just die. Yeah. Ultimately, if a con, look, a con needs to care about two things among many others. Yeah. One is safety, obviously, and the other is uh, the value of its community. By which yeah. I mean, if you make decisions that are essentially insisting that uh, immunocompromised and other disabled persons May can't come, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. like not that. It's their choice to come or not, but that you are essentially telling them they are not welcome. You're basically deliberately excluding them. Yeah, yeah. and that's yeah. kind of sucky, and you kind of take responsibility for that. Um, and I do think that, like, the particularly upsetting thing about it is, again, I am the only non-American in this yeah. room, but uh, y'all's president, Joe Biden, made yeah. a public statement that essentially qualifies the coronavirus uh, pandemic as over. Yes, as of, as of May, yeah, as May eleventh will be the official end of the of the virus. Yeah, pandemic. well, but Fair. he's already had COVID. He fucking knows it's not over. Yeah, like what, anyway, we are grumpy. again, as you say, we're in this position where people believe that the thing is over, not or, because or they're actually to be open and, just, and can just like force yeah. it. Like if we we just say it's 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 like, it's like Tinkerbell and the clapping fair clapping Tinkerbell. Like if we clap hard enough, coronavirus will disappear and we can go back to normal. Go back to normal. Which just means, of course, um, till yeah. the next, yeah, whatever. Until yeah. The next, there is uh, a way that we go back to normal. It's being patient and not being ruinous to our own to our own betterment. But I mean, like the vaccine requirement. I just don't understand why you wouldn't require that. Like, yeah, it's such and, a basic request, and if people I, don't want to do it, I, then I, they I, can't I, come. I, I understand why Jen. I play devil's advocate. I understand why oh, Jen. Oh, it's because of the politics of Indiana. Well. Two reasons. One, the politics yeah. of Indiana, because yeah. Indiana is a very red state, I think, as Trish and I were talking about the other day. Yeah. And also, two, Gen Con is freaking huge. It, it, it's a, it was a matter of huge logistics to get everybody checked their vaccination at Gen Con last year. But, I mean, giant long lines. Okay. So, so, right. so I think they just don't want to spend... And that must cost time, resources, money, and Gen Con figured the... The cheaper and better course is to YOLO and exclude a muso capitalized people rather than go through that rigmarole. On the one hand, that line was indeed very long. On the other hand, you know what it wasn't? Taking very long. That line was moving... That line moved quicker than shorter lines that you've seen at fast food restaurants. Yeah, yeah. what That's was it like sixty thousand people uh, at Gen Con? Yeah, yeah. And they yeah. moved that. I'm line. pretty sure yeah. the day yeah. that I arrived at Gen Con last year and stood in that line, there were maybe two hundred people in front of me. It barely took a half an hour. Yeah, That's if that bad. much. By by by, I'll bet I've money they got. I'll bet, I'll bet I'll bet money that lots of um, part of my language on the podcast shitbirds. Because, like, the thing I hate most about the the lines for the vaccination, this is terrible. 
and they, they took they they taken that feedback and thought, oh, we just I, won't do no, it. And the thing is, I'm sure there are a lot of people. Again, one of the real concerns about GenCon being huge is I'm sure the convention doesn't want to lose the potential clientele of people who are essentially anti anti vaxxers don't believe in the concerns of the coronavirus coronavirus yeah, pandemic, have... but want to be a part of the gaming community and will. Essentially, blacklist GenCon as a result. But the consequence is, if people die at your convention, you lose those customers too. Forever. Trish? Uh, but they had no problem getting a huge number of people to come to GenCon last year with full mask and yeah. masks. Yeah. yeah, people came they because. Yeah, absolutely. I would not have come last year if they hadn't had that. And yeah. I am del- not going this year because they dropped it. Yeah. yeah I Hopefully mean, they will change their minds, but as as of recording of this, they're they're being they're being stubbornly stupid. There's discussions in. Uh, I mean, well now you know if it. they change their minds now, I wouldn't trust them not to change their minds again. So we but we say all of these things to say, listeners, two things of vital importance. One, I am very grateful that conventions like Capricorn are still attempting to keep people very safe. Yes. Um. Yes. And two. Yeah. It is imperative upon you, not because we want you to feel burdened or exhausted by this entire process, but because we want you to live and continue to enjoy these things. That You should attend conventions that have proper safety guidelines around coronavirus yeah. because we want you to continue to be able to attend yeah. them in the future. Yeah, yeah, support the behavior you want to see in the world by participating in that. Yeah, and also because if you wear a mask in February, it keeps your face warm. <laughs> That's true. That's it true. does actually keep your face warm. Mm-hmm. Small victories, yeah. Mm-hmm. So protect people. Protect everybody. Keep this community happy and healthy and safe. That's what I would say. That's yep. a positive yeah. message. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Okay, we're going to close out because I think we, we turned this from Capricorn's awesome to <laughs> let's talk about COVID and masks. It's my oh, fault, my listeners. Yeah. Capricorn is awesome. Capricorn is awesome. Is awesome. Mm-hmm. Great. So, Paul, why don't you tell folks where folks can find you and your stuff? Go. Um, you can you can you can find me as Prince Justin P R I N C E J B S T I N on Twitter on Mastodon. I have a website, princess.com. I write for Nerds of a Feather, Skiffy and Fanty, Core.com. You throw a rock on the internet when you Google Prince Justin, you'll find something I've done. It's okay. hard to miss me. Yeah, Trish, what about you? Where can folks find you? Uh, well, still most easily on Twitter at P.E. Matson, but I'm also on Mastodon now, and I have a blog I have been updating a little more regularly, what's the word now, .blogspot.com. I'm I guest on various podcasts in addition to Skiffy and Fanny, and my... uh, Yes, don't Uh, you have a Stargate podcast coming? That is correct. Uh, We have recently revived our uh, Stargate SG Fun podcast, um... (laughs) And, uh, it's, uh, you know, if we were, anyway, there, that is back on, we, we had had like half a dozen episodes in the can that we just never got around to editing. We're doing, we're releasing those now and we'll start recording, uh, soon and hopefully even have some guests on. Sweet. Mm -hmm. Brandon, what about you? Hi everybody. Uh, you can find me, uh, on Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, co-host, a whole lot of other social media pro- uh, uh, platforms at The Rising Tides. That's T-I-T-H-E-S. 
Um, I have a newsletter at brandonobrian.xyz. Um, and I also uh, GM stuff over at speculatorsf.com. Awesome. And me, uh, I'm at seanduke.net, patreon.com slash thejoyfactory. You can find all my social media at my link tree, which is linktree slash seanduke. That's L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E. And I'm on, like, everything from Mastodon to Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. I'm all the... I'm and all Alphabet nice. Streams. And I can get... I'm getting there. Okay. My good fun. Lord. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. I'm also streaming games, and Paul is usually on as a as my talk guest, and occasionally Brandon is on, and I'm sure Trish will at some point stop being a moderator in my chat and uh, <laughs> come on to have a chat, too. We chat and then we play games. Uh, we call it "It's Raining Men" when all the boys are on because we don't currently have any any non men in the group. So, we, so she's saying we need to get Trish on. Is what you're saying? Uh, well, I, then I can't sing the song "It's Raining Men." That's a, that's a, I mean, that's what we're hoping for, Sean. <laughs> One of my favorite things. Yeah. So you can find that on Twitch at Alphabet Streams. And then Skiffy Fanty, you can find all of our things. SkiffyFanty.com, we're on all of the podcast apps. Please give us a review, uh, because if you don't, I'll cry. Uh, you know, do that. And uh, do get our newsletter at SkiffyFanty.com slash newsletter. And if you'd like to let us know what you thought about this episode or past episodes or suggest a topic, etc., SkiffyFanty.com slash listener suggestions. And if you do that, you get uh, exactly 47.3 points. Oh my god. Do we get do they get more points if they suggest a con that they would like us to go to if we've never been to it before? I will give you an additional point one so it's an even number divisible by two. Oh. Okay. Still worth it, <laughs> listeners. If there's a con you want Skippy Fanny to come to, let us know. Yeah, please do. Okay, so on that note, um, I would just note that uh, we're all gonna go up to the pool. Uh, after this, uh, in the twenty degree weather outside, if the pool's indoor and heated. But oh. the next, the building next door has a pool on the roof. We're going to that one. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, no, we're not. Uh, <laughs> but we're we're supposed to we're supposed to do what do they call that, Paul? We're like the like pol- polar bear or whatever the, the polar thing? bear plunge. Yeah, nope. we're gonna do polar bear plunges. No, no, no. I um, you know I would pay good money for Brandon to do a polar bear plunge. I would like to points. know how much good money is, because it has to be particularly high for me to risk that. <laughs> okay, listeners, uh, if you support the Patreon at a little bit more, wow. if we can make enough money to bring Brandon back to Capricorn next year, Brent, will Brandon agree to do a polar plunge? It, it, it has to be more than just that. It has to be more than just bringing me back. <laughs> you only need to pay for my medical bills and crap. <laughs> okay, we need... Uh, $2,500, and it'll bring Brandon here, and then I'll have $1,000 of spending money, or, or somewhere in that territory, and then he will do a polar plunge. Oh then I'll God. think about it. You just, you just, okay. you just Three, call for me to think about it. $3,000. And we do... Spending money? Well, no, 3000 total, so you'll have 1500 spending. Can we get you then? Oh God. What's the number? Give me the number, Brandon, and we're raising it. You know what? Eighty-five hundred, and we'll see how it goes. If we can get eighty-five hundred, we're not gonna get that. No, we're gonna exactly. Yeah, but uh, if you want to give us eighty-five hundred dollars specifically for Brandon O'Brien's polar bear plunge charity, uh, he will do it. I'm so glad that's never going to happen. But D- just Lord. to be clear, we will do the nice version of that, not actual into a lake with ice, just a, like a cold pool. 
Still, it won't be quite as cold. <laughs> you say, friend, you, you, you look outside. You, uh, okay. Okay. Cool. I'm we'll just saying, your heart won't stop. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know my heart, Sean. Well, my heart is part very of that eighty-five hundred dollars will get your heart tested to make sure you don't have a heart condition. <laughs> oh my God! I'd rather that. <laughs> Awkward ending and scene. Stay frosty. <laughs> If you want to support this show, you can go to patreon.com slash skiffyandfanty or skiffyandfanty.com, our website, where you can get access to all of our fancy things. Our music comes from Holy Mole. You can support him and his work at patreon.com slash holy mole. Thank you for listening. <laughs>